Hi, this is Anor, and you're listening to KDU Campus Radio. Hello, KDU Campus Radio listeners. Welcome back to ASEAN Invasion with me, Anor, only on bit.ly slash KDUCR. Alright, listeners, this week's ASEAN Invasion is going to be a little bit different because I actually got a glimpse of some of the most memorable behind-the-scenes moments for this movie. It's a new movie, basically. It is called Buyer Beware by the amazing Jeffrey Chiang. Not only that, I actually got a chance to interview two amazing movie directors, Ahmad Irham. He's basically a veteran director and writer in the Malaysian film industry. And also, I got the chance to interview Jeffrey Chiang himself. Stay tuned and ASEAN Invasion will be right back. Only on KDA Campus Radio. Hello, I'm Anur. I'm from KDU Campus Radio. Um, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Jeffrey Chiang, the director for the new horror movie Buyer Beware. Mm-hmm. And hi, I'm Ahmad Daham, Malaysian film director and also producer. Alright, so um, tell me about yourself and your background. Well, I started in television as a writer and uh, moved on to being a film producer over the years and um, eventually into the directing chair. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, I started as an actor All way right. back in 1996 for a few years before I jumped into uh, behind the camera scenes as an assistant director and become director and I started my own production as a producer mm-hmm. since the year of 2000. All right, yeah. I see. Well, um, how do you get like started into filmmaking? Like seriously, how do you find out? Like, oh, I want to do filmmaking. Um, I guess when when I was uh, at a tender age of seven, I've always wanted to tell stories, mm-hmm. and um, back then, um, the only thing that I could afford was uh, pencil and paper, and so <laughs> I started uh, writing and drawing my comic books. All right, that's interesting. Um, and that eventually led mm-hmm. to uh, one thing or another, and. Uh, started to move into script writing mm-hmm. um, and that I believe is um, where every filmmaker starts which is with the story mm-hmm. what about you for me uh, it's very funny <laughs> because as a profession I've encountered uh-huh. I studied more accountancy after my final year and then I bumped into one of my friends who's into this acting line All right. and then suddenly that said hey I want to try to become an actor okay. <laughs> because I think I think uh, from do- those days uh-huh. during school schooling days I love to go for the stage play all mm-hmm. that And then there, I started as an actor for a few years. And then that's how I got involved in this industry. And from there, I start to study about, oh, okay, where are we heading our our local, mm-hmm. especially that days, yep. the Malay, Malay, Malay film industry. Because I felt that uh, Malay film, is, there's a potential to grow in the future. Yeah. So I, I believe that if I were to be inside the uh, film industry, I need to make sure that I go to the highest level. Mm-hmm. So producing and becoming director is the highest level that I I, I want to be that time. All yeah. right. So you already had a vision of what you wanted to do. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, what movie influenced you the most as you were growing up? Uh, for me, it was um, The Evil Dead. Um, Evil Dead was actually made by independent filmmaker Sam Raimi, mm-hmm. who has moved on to bigger things in Hollywood like All Spider-Man. Right. Um, he rounded up his friends and some uh, actors and started shooting in one location which is a cabin in the woods right. um, and that inspired me because he had relatively very low budget uh, not that mm-hmm. much money mm-hmm. but he was able to make a classic uh, right. which I believe uh, has stood its time till today right. what about you? 
I, I'm actually a comedy a film lover. Uh-huh. <laughs> I love to watch comedy, especially uh-huh. sitcom okay. uh, series. Uh, uh-huh. that, that, that those days, but when I'm involved in film industry, I felt that okay, mm-hmm. maybe it's, comedy is just something that not that challenging for me. Yeah. Before I jump into making a horror movie, okay. then true enough, uh, that uh, those uh, that time that was I, if I'm not mistaken, it's 2007 or 2008. My first horror movie called Jangan Pandang Belakang. Mm-hmm. Revolutionized the Malay film industry that time, yeah. where the box office start to come in through that films, mm-hmm. and then do, from those those days, from that day, uh, most of the other investors and then uh, filmmakers that who's already mm-hmm. laid off for quite some times after right. the downfall of the Malay film industry yeah. at the uh, the year of uh, from the 90s came back in the picture and they start to produce more movies and enlighten back the economy of the Malay film industry in those days. Yeah, yeah. I remember watching Jangan Pandang Belakang. It was really <laughs> scary when I was younger. <laughs> well, um, is there any technique or thing from the Western film world that you would love to put it like inside the Malaysian industry, film industry? I think um, the Western world, we'll probably be talking about Hollywood. Um, Hollywood films and Asian films in terms mm-hmm. of Horror or supernatural is a lot different in yeah. terms of their DNA. Uh-huh. Um, we are in in the midst of uh, rewriting Buyer Beware, which was um, what I shot in uh, the Cantonese language mm-hmm. um, as a Chinese horror movie. We're rewriting it for the American market. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we discovered that um, you know the DNA for Hollywood horror is so different, um, and I would say that one of the major elements that in Hollywood that we probably don't really use that much of is black magic mm-hmm. yeah. uh, which we have here in Asian in Asian mm-hmm. countries and are familiar with but in Hollywood um, there's a different spin so for us to be influenced I'm, I'm influenced by Hollywood films mm-hmm. um, I watch more uh, western, western horror than Asian horror um, and I guess um, there's a good mix in terms mm-hmm. of where we are right now because okay. over in Hollywood they are also getting a lot of influence from Asian horror films so yeah. they are also trying to study mm-hmm. what we are used to doing here what yeah. about your opinion <laughs> on this? for me uh, giving the budget of course any technical <laughs> aspect of the Hollywood movie making yeah. of course definitely is a dream for us mm-hmm. uh, in Malaysia for us to have all their technologies and the equipments that mm-hmm. they use to enhance more on our storytelling but it's just in terms of the gist of the story when you talk about Malaysians or Asians uh, horror movies or the storyline mm-hmm. our originality uh, we have to still keep it Yeah. Uh, that one. Mm-hmm. It's not we. I cannot be taking their storyline to 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 uh, here, but my I want their technology in terms of the equi- yeah. equipment or the mm-hmm. visual effects of that. If only I have that, I think <laughs> I can. <laughs> my horror movie for Malaysian horror movie will go to up to a certain standards right. that can can be competitive to them. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. Well, um, tell us about a bit like about the last project that you worked on. Well, that would be Buyer Beware. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Buyer Beware has been a pet project, I suppose, for the last... It's taken up five years of my time. Oh. Um, and I think, um, you know, filmmakers like Idam here probably have made like five movies <laughs> in five years. Um, but I, 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 I want to work on quality projects. Mm-hmm. And um, so Buyer Beware is uh, close to my heart. Um, it was inspired by a news article when I was in mm-hmm. Hong Kong about uh, properties that uh, had uh, dark histories that were not being sold. And so I just came up with the idea of what if there was a property agent out there that was selling Mm -hmm. haunted houses. 
and uh, making a profit from it. Yeah. Um, funnily enough, about uh, when we had our Hong Kong release two weeks ago, mm-hmm. um, in the press, they were talking about such a formula whereby there was a, a buyer of uh, haunted houses uh-huh. buying haunted houses at a 30% discount and selling it at full price. Okay. So I, I, I don't know whether real life inspired art and then art inspired real All life. Right. Yeah. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glued listening to that. But for me, when when the first time I saw the posters and yeah. then when I, I read a bit of the snip, uh, synopsis on the mm-hmm. buyer beware, I told I told Jeff just now. I said, hey, this is one story, something that I think uh, people will trigger the interest to watch because it's something that maybe happens in the reality yeah. where we might not know that you are, yeah. uh, your next house that you are purchasing is actually True. a haunted house. Mm-hmm. You never know because yeah. no one exposed this yeah. reality exactly. happens in our uh-huh. our community. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, it's going to be a good story, everyone. Oh, thank you, thank you. Yeah. As for me, uh, actually today is my first time after four years talking about horror movie industry back. All right. After the the ban by the, the ban. government uh-huh. last time four years ago on the horror movie, so it's already inspired me to work on my next horror film, uh, films. <laughs> but maybe I cannot, I cannot, I cannot, I cannot expose it yet uh, now. Right. But I'm in the midst of uh, looking for certain mm-hmm. uh, story, uh, scripts and then a good script and storyline for me to produce back or direct back a horror movie. Yeah. So you can say like we we can expect a new movie from you soon. Uh, now inspired back, right? <laughs> <laughs> I've been very lame for the last four years in making horror movie because. I thought that I cannot do anymore. <laughs> right, I yeah, see. Yeah. Um, in your opinion, what is the strongest aspect of the Malaysian film industry? Like the Malaysian local industry? Strongest aspect in terms of... Um, uh, I would say in terms of... We have a great crew. Yeah. Um, and, and actually, the technical aspects of it, we are already... I've, I believe we're in certain parts of it, mm-hmm. we are already at the international level. Um, we've got post-production houses, production mm-hmm. houses, and uh, we are seeing a lot of uh, foreign filmmakers coming mm-hmm. to our land uh, to film. Um, you know, Singapore filmmakers are coming over here, mm-hmm. Hong Kong filmmakers as well. Um, I think recently we've got uh, from somebody from Hollywood as well. So we technically... Uh, from behind the scenes, uh, we are strong already. We have all the technology, mm-hmm. we have all the equipment. I think the strong aspects are there. I think it can only be stronger if our our writers, our script writers, our directors, our producers, and hopefully KDU produces some of uh, <laughs> our next wave of filmmakers. Um, we need to tell stronger stories. We need to tell better mm-hmm. stories. And that, I think, will be our next chapter in terms of being a better, stronger aspect in our film industry in the future. Yeah, I think that's... He said everything already. <laughs> I share the same view of it because based on one of my experiences recently mm-hmm. when, I, when I was given an award for Asian Award in Korea yeah. and then in fact, I managed to get some of the producers and investors from Korea to come to Malaysia mm-hmm. because some of them, they, they have no idea so much about Malaysian Malaysia, uh, film, yeah. uh, industry, industry, especially the people. But when they came here, true enough what, what Jeff says that our technical part, especially mm-hmm. the equipments also, and then our our crews, is compatible to 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 the international, international uh, uh, people. It's just okay. that on the creative part mm. is where we need to put a bit of emphasis uh, to enhance on our creative part, especially the story storytelling, because. We only focus on Malaysian storytelling when we need to start to think about the globalizations of storytelling. So these are the things that we need to l- look into it very, 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 very carefully. Right. Yeah. Uh, 
I do have a lot of friends. They yeah. are really interested in becoming a filmmaker. So, what are your advice? And um, in a way, what do they ha- do need to have in order to become a really good filmmaker? <laughs> I I think that that is a question that um you know filmmaker is uh to be a filmmaker is a very mm-hmm. long road. Mm-hmm. Um, it's full of challenges and all that. And um, I think a filmmaker needs to be confident of one thing, and mm-hmm. that is um like what Idam just said. Uh, be confident in terms of telling a good story and sharing it with as many people as they can before they start on that project, because a lot of times uh, filmmakers or Uh, people who want to be filmmakers think it's all about the fame and the yeah. glory mm-hmm. and maybe with the money that's involved but um, I think filmmakers for the next generation the next wave yeah. they should believe in the passion of their creative work um, they should believe in themselves in terms of selling, uh, sharing something that's original um, and they have to start from there Like I said, it's a long journey. They have yeah. to start from there. Mm-hmm. And then eventually, not through just one film, but maybe a few projects, and then they might just get where they should be. Uh, one thing for sure that I can share, there's no proper entry to this industry. I see. There's no proper door saying that, okay, by graduating, you have a diploma or degree that assure that you can become the next filmmaker. But what my normal advice given to most of the students is make sure that you understand the industry that you're coming in. Be with the industry, live in the industry, do the a un- lot of understudy about the industry you're coming in. Meaning to say, some of the students they they want to become filmmakers, but they don't understand the industry. Like in Malaysia, which ministry that we are in, who are who is actually the government agencies or bodies that is taking care of Malaysia, yeah. Malaysian film industry, mm-hmm. and who are the producers that will might be the the next potential investor or that might potential employer for you to work with for you to start your career with. Mm-hmm. So be friend with the industry. Because most of the time that I I see most of the students is that when they do when during their study time they keep they they are they are they are more into condemning the the the, the industry the local industry yeah. and then they they just say that this not right that's not right but they forget that these are the industry that's going to start your career, career to become yeah. the next filmmakers for Malaysia mm-hmm. unless if you have the opportunities of course if you have the opportunity to go abroad straight away to mm-hmm. Hollywood or any part of the world film industry that's much more better if you can do that but right. for local there's no specific uh, entry uh, door entry. Yeah, uh, I have a question. Yeah, ever since the new uh, election of the government, so our Minister of Communications, Gobin Singh, has been saying a lot about changing some of the new um, bills that were governing the film industry before this, and now they're gonna change it up a little bit. So, what can we expect uh, in the future in terms of the Malaysian film industry? I think um, changing policies and um, whatever the new government wants to put in place to prop up the industry again. It's all a good thing. Um, the the one thing that I I would want to see is that the new government um, they will they will be in a long discussion with the industry players that we have today to understand the the true landscape of what we are going through in terms of challenges. So they need to have a a, a very um, detailed dialogue um, to en- enact a. a, a, a I would say a productive policy um, and that would be of interest to the industry. Otherwise, it's just going to be the same thing all over again, which we don't want to go through. So um, film filmmakers need the support of the, the government to a certain extent, but uh, of which 
policies should be in place to help new filmmakers, young filmmakers uh, to come up after us. Um, and um, the industry should be led by the players, not by the government. Exactly. The government is only there to help us along, to support us. There should be like a separation of powers between the media and the government. Correct. Yeah, yeah well, at the end of the day, uh, media or government, I think um, nowadays with the social environment that we uh, technology that we work uh, live in um that that line is already blurred um but um back to back to how policies are going to help us um good policies will only be uh produced by a collaboration of the policy makers which is the government and the industry players very well said yeah <laughs> yeah yep 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 uh, another question because you mentioned earlier that a lot of Malaysians they tend to condemn local films because it's more or less rinse and repeat. So what sort of um, steps you can take to improve this to build that fan base among the locals? I th I think um, uh, for us we need to start with like I mean like KDU we need to have a dialogue with all the institutions that are that are um, that Offering. have the, the fresh yeah. the fresh base of filmmakers or talents. Um, we need to give opportunities to these uh, new young filmmakers. And MM2 has uh, always been, uh, I mean, MM2 is the producer of Bio Beware. Uh, MM2 has always been at the forefront in terms of um, coming up with uh, new filmmaker festival, film festivals, mm -hmm. um, awards. Um, we just did one recently in Singapore and we'll be embarking, I believe, so um, around the region as well. And... Um, as opposed to when I was starting out, um, I think today mm -hmm. a filmmaker has more opportunities to have their work uh, put in front of uh, an audience, uh, whether it's through festivals or through the web yeah. um, or Facebook or whatever it is. So um, there's no more excuse. I don't think there's an excuse there's, any longer. There's more platform these days. There's, no, yeah. there's more platform. You can be a one-man filmmaker um, and like Idam, he can act in it as well <laughs> um, and then put it on Facebook uh, tonight. You know, yeah. it's, it's that simple today with the technology that we have. It's the digital era, as they call it. Yes, it, yeah. is, it is. There's no excuse. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, since your new movie is out, um, what if the people, the listeners, they would want to connect and like to you and um, give you feedback maybe? How do they do that? Yeah, um, it's very simple. Hashtag buyer beware movie. Mm -hmm. um, and um, we are constantly on the lookout for uh, positive, uh, negative <laughs> or, or, or whatever remarks that they might have. But um, I, I think um, this is not a rehash uh, um I, well, I'm the I'm the writer director, so obviously <laughs> I'll say that. But um, it's an interesting spin to me because it uh, whenever I make a movie, it's a it's a project that I would only embark on mm -hmm. if it's something that I want to watch myself. So yeah, it's a property agent that sells haunted houses. So that was a concept, pretty cool concept. And I said, look, I think I'll pay fifteen ringgit to watch that myself. So why not make it? Yeah. So that's the difference between directors. Some people, they just produce movies. Okay, I'll make money out of this. Well, it's made money before with the same concept. But for you, it's, would I watch this? So it's more towards what you want. How yep. do I say this? Yeah, I'm lost for words. Well, right I, now, yeah. well I think the thing is that um, filmmakers have to, again, understand that um, making a movie takes a lot of time and most of, more importantly, investment. So it has to have some commercial angle to it as well. Um there are filmmakers that will go out there and make a movie for the festivals and who knows, that will probably also make money uh, mm -hmm. for the movie. But I think for us, uh, Idam, uh, um, who's got a lot more experience than me, 
making hit movies uh, mm. like Jangan Pandang Belakang. Um, it, it possibly could have been a personal project for you as well. I, I'm not sure. But uh, for Buy Beware, it's both personal and I think um, from a commercial aspect, there's something there as well. There's more emotional investment in yeah. that. Because for yeah. me, there's no formula, exact formula saying that whether you're making a movie, is it a success uh, in the box office, make money or what? Because I have never put any thought that saying when I make movie to make money. My thought is always I want to make movie to get as many as possible eyeballs to watch my movie yep. because that's why I, we start with belief. We believe in our product. We believe that this is what people want to watch. We go for that because money will come when the eyeballs come. If you start to talk about making movie because of money, then you will start to think other the other way, not as a filmmaker's way. Whether it's success or not, that is something will come around if let's say you believe that this movie can capture the interest of audience to come and watch if you want to play in the open markets. Whereas if you want to play in terms of the award, the award kind of movie, it's different because you have to capture the eyeball of the juries. It's different. <laughs> so make sure as a filmmaker, once you want to do any movie, you must be certain which game you want to play. That's what happens to the most of the, uh, the young filmmakers today. When they do a movie, they tell, why this? There's a lot of questions being asked. Why this movie like that? Why this movie like this? Why, why their movie cannot be like this? Why their movie cannot win award? Why this movie cannot get the uh, box office? Because when the moment you want to do a movie, if that is what you want to play, that is your wrong. Because you don't believe in your content. You, you just want to do something just for the sake of getting some rewards from out there. Uh, this, that is just something that I can share uh, from where, where, where I, I don't expect that all my movie box office I've also flopped movie I've also got some movie that earned an award but this is where from this experience I know that at the end of the day making movie there's no specific formula that this movie will sell or not sell it's all about how you feel yeah as a movie maker it's all come with belief it all started with belief you have to you yourself as a filmmaker must believe in your movie in your content in your storyline If you don't yourself don't believe, then how the other the, the audience want to believe, right? So it's all about belief. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> well, do you have any last words about your new movie, like to tell the listeners? Um, well, we're actually now we released the movie two weeks ago in Hong Kong and Singapore, mm -hmm. and we are releasing it here in Malaysia this Thursday. Oh, this Thursday. Um, and I have just heard from my producers that uh, we have sold uh, to Vietnam. Um, That's amazing. Cambodia. Um, so the I guess horror movies <laughs> have wings. Um, yep. It transcends uh, language, and um, you know, if you guys are keen to. Uh, come out and have a good scare. Check us, check us out. Yes, yeah. listeners, don't forget to check them out. And thank you so much, guys, for joining thank us today. Much. Thank you so much. Thank you very so, much. So, <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> All right, listeners, that was our last segment for this week's ASEAN Invasion. I hope you gain a lot of new knowledge about the filmmaking industry, especially for future filmmakers out there. These two people, they're very experienced in the filmmaking industry. I learned a lot of things by interviewing them. And it's a really good experience, I would say. It's, it's really amazing. And of course, I would like to thank KDU for giving me this amazing opportunity to interview these two amazing directors. And I've learned a lot of things. Well, that's all the time that we have, but worry not, because I'll be back on the same day, same time, which is every Friday from 11pm to 12pm, 
only on bit.ly slash kducr. Let me repeat, bit.ly slash kducr. And don't forget to hit us up on facebook.com slash kdu campus radio. See ya!